Mmm, that's good. That is the sound of a new episode of Gamers Cafe. That's right, I am open for business for all the gaming news and opinions that I have to offer, plus the best of 2016 for games, because, well, it's it, we're ending soon. 2016's almost over, and that basically means that I it, it, it needs to happen, guys. It just needs to. Anyways, I'm your host, Brett Deister, so let's get on with what's going on. All right, John Smelly, Smelly's uh, hero song or heroes song uh, is canceled. It's gone. It's no more. Plus, Pixel Mage Games is also gone too. Uh, but here's the thing: he was the former Sony Online Entertainment and Daybreak Games president. Uh, if you don't know, they're the ones that made uh, Planet Side Two was probably their biggest thing right now. Uh, so. His own gaming thing is no more. It's it's completely done. It's over with. You cannot get any more. I'm sorry. It's over. The, the party's over. Uh, but no, unfortunately, this has happened. They were in... Um, so they were going to do a Kickstarter or a crowdsourcing campaign. It didn't really go according to plan or they weren't going to make their goal. So instead, what they did was that they... Uh, decided to get some private investors and go early access instead. Well, that didn't go according to plan either because they didn't make enough money to actually continue the endeavor. So, unfortunately, they are no more. They are no more. It's over. The party's over. So, what they're going to do is they're going to allow people to actually get a full refund. No matter where you actually got it, you get a full refund, which is actually pretty nice. I mean, they could be a lot worse and not give you a free refund. Or full refund, free refund. Hey, free refund. No, full refund. I mean, it's actually pretty good, pretty nice. So it's unfortunate this happens, but it does happen a lot in business in general. So uh, wish them well to every, to the Can Studio, wherever they go, whoever they work for. Anyways, moving on. So Mass Effect. Yes, the newest, uh, the newest game into the franchise is going to be teasing its environments and gameplay at CES or a Computer Electronics Show in 2017, which is usually next week. Uh, so there's that. Uh, the great thing is, is that we get to see more things from Mass Effect Andromeda. Yes, that's a new one because I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen and how they're going to use the Frostbite engine to its full uh, abilities. I know DICE does a pretty good job with their Battlefield series, but they also made the engine, so they kind of really know what they're doing. Uh, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition was actually a pretty good uh, first step for Bioware into it. Um, really nice engine, really nice graphics, all those fun stuff, but I'm interested to see how it will happen in the space realm, not in the fantasy realm. Uh, so we will actually get to see what it's going to be all about next week. It's CES 2017, which is in Las Vegas, and eventually I'll be going to the, that one uh, sooner rather than later, but not this year. So it'll be a little bit later, because that, that's, that's what happens. But no, seriously, I am really excited to see what they're going to do with this. I know there's been some trickling effect of their trailers and gameplay videos, but it just hasn't been enough to whet my appetite, and I really want more. So it's another great thing. So I'm hoping um, there's going to be more of that because there needs to be more of that 
to be honest with you, there needs to be a lot more of that. But yes, it's a good thing that this is happening. I'm excited for it as well. But moving on, so as many of you probably know, Carrie Fisher uh, died uh, last week. It was, I mean, it's very sad. I mean, if you're a sci-fi geek, you know that she was Princess Leia, and Princess Leia was awesome and all that stuff in general. Uh, it's it's usually pretty sad when anybody dies. Uh, people are looking forward to the end of 2016 because, as some people have noted, it's been a rough year with Leonard Nimoy uh, dying as well. I'm gonna die this year, uh, but oh, sorry, in 2015. Uh, but um, it's just all the sci-fi greats have. You know, some of them are they're getting older. We're all getting older. It's fact of life. Uh, but yeah, it it still is sad, especially since her mother died a day after she died. Uh, it's still a sad. Um, it's still a sad thing. But it's great because. Uh, Elite Dangerous is going to be making a tribute station to Carrie Fisher. Yes, in update 2.3, they'll be doing this. So, I mean, why not? Why not have something in honor of them? I mean, it'd be it's really cool uh, having an honor station for them as well. Plus, Elite Dangerous is a really great game if you are really upset about uh, No Man's Skies or are just really upset that it's taking Star Citizen forever to actually, you know, come out. This is the best one for you. So I would recommend looking at it and seeing what it's going to be all about. But yes, they're having a new outpost dedicated to Carrie Fisher. So Fisher Station, I'm thinking would be the name Carrie Carrier, Carrier Station, Carrie Station. I I don't know. I mean, it could, it could be myriad of things or just Carrie Fisher Station. Um, but we'll see what they actually come up with. But that should be very interesting. Very interesting. Alright, there's also another little interesting tidbit about Carrie Fisher. She was actually, uh, a, she lent her voice to the original Dishonored game. That's right. She, it was a small part, but she was actually in it, even though I didn't even admittedly know that she was actually in this, but she was actually in this, and Harvey Smith, one of the developers, or one of the persons that did develop uh, Dishonored, uh, talked about a little bit how she was so gracious and so creative and open to her very small role in Dishonor, which is great. I like when people like really get excited, even if it's a small role, they're really excited about it, regardless. Uh, but yeah, she was actually in Dishonored, so if you didn't really know that she was in uh, a really great computer game, uh, this is your chance to know now that she was actually in here. Yes, yes. Um, she was kind of, eh, I mean, it, it's it's sad when anybody dies. I mean, it's great to see that uh, she was, she will be remembered for a Star Wars role, but also, I mean, a little bit remembered about this as well, plus a tribute to uh, just her role in uh, Dishonored, the original. I mean, that's not a bad, it's not a bad way to be remembered, but yes, I will say this myself, we will miss you, Carrie Fisher. I mean, you did a lot of different things. Not only were you an actress, but you were also a writer and a, a quote-unquote script doctor to doctor up or make the scripts actually look better. So uh, kudos to you and to um, and to everything you've done. I mean, it's it's not it's not bad to actually you know uh, highlight or at least remember or at least um, 
think about or cherish the time we've had with them, even if we didn't really know them personally, but also just uh, acknowledge their work uh, is also a great thing. But yes, if you want to do it, she's in the Dunwall Tower if you kind of want to figure out where she was uh, where she was at. And there you go. There, there, there you go. Alright, so uh, Crytek is... Um, it hasn't been doing so well. Let's just say that. It's... It's been slowly not... It, from the days of Far Cry and the original Crisis, because I don't think the last two were actually that good, uh, it's kind of fallen from grace. They did do... They were trying to push into uh, free-to-play games, but it looks like that didn't work very well. So what they've done instead is that they... Um, they basically are going back to premium IPs, so it looks like they're going to be making full release games back to their original thing they were doing anyways, and they let go about five different studios. So one of them, uh, called Crytek Black Sea, is now just calling it itself Black Sea Games, and it's going to be making a new game as an independent developer, so kudos to them as well. It's a good thing that uh, it turned it around and it actually made it, you know, Still going on, still going on strong. Uh, I mean, it's unfortunate because Black Sea Studio was actually going to be making a um, kind of a Moab game, a free-to-play Moab game called Arena of Fate, and it never actually uh, never ever came to fruition. It was announced in 2014, and well, since uh, Crytek's uh, woes in money, the finances and money. Uh, they've had to let it go, let go of several beloved employees, several studios. Just has not been a good several years for them. So we'll see what Cry, uh, Crytek actually does. Anyways, moving on. Now here's something that I'm actually kind of excited for. So I will actually put this video in the show notes. There's, there's a 14-minute video of a modder that actually put the original X-Wing game, and that's the flight sim game, into the Unity engine. That's right, so basically what it's going to do is it's going to recreate the old school Space Sim games of, of Yorn and recreate them into, you know, a little bit more high def, a little bit more uh, up to date on what's going on with tech right now so you can actually play it and not, you know, pull out your your hair because it's just, it's, it's so jaggedy and pixelated. Even though there's nothing wrong with pixelated games, I do enjoy some of them as well. Um, but it's good to see that one, now this actually may never come to fruition. The modder actually may just get tired of it and never actually do it. But he says he's working on it. There's a 14 minute video on it. So it, there's there's still hope. We, we need to trust in the force on this one. Uh, but yeah, it looks like the modder is going to be recreating the whole thing and making it look more modern, have better aspect ratios for monitors as well. So. Kudos to him for that. I'm really excited for it. I will put in the show notes a 14-minute video. I'm really excited for this because this actually would be like playing my childhood again. And, they, and like really wanting to... Because back then I was like, oh, I really want to pilot an X-Wing. And then this came out. And you're like, I can pilot an X-Wing. What? I mean, it was in the computer game. But still, I mean, it was the closest thing you could do because that's all that we had. Uh, but yeah, I remember spending countless hours dogfighting, rolling doing just loop-de-loops, trying to get the person to, you know, die. Um, but yeah, so that's what's that's what's coming out there, and I'm really excited for that, because I love those old Star Wars flight sim games. I, I miss them. I wish EA would actually make one. 
and not Battlefront, but actually make one. Anyways, moving on. Uh, if you're still playing Hitman, there's a new elusive target, and it's a food critic. That's right. So if you don't really like food critics that much, and you just really want to actually murder one of them, you can do it not in, now, but just not in real life, which basically is good for you because, well, you won't go to prison for it. Uh, but yes, the new elusive target is in Bangkok. He's a food critic, and you have seven days starting today to kill him. And if you don't know what the elusive targets are in Hitman, it's basically you have seven days to complete this elusive target. You can do it wherever, you, however you want, but you only have one chance and one chance alone. There's no saves, so if you get out of the game, you're done. There's nothing you can do about that. So I would say, uh, yeah, try it out if you want to. If you don't do a good job, well, next elusive target. Um, so it's kind of an interesting way of having these um, time-sensitive objectives to actually do. So um, happy hunting, I guess is the best way of saying it. So yeah, the food critic. Oh, those food critics, they're always so mean. All right, so PNY is adding a high-speed uh, SSD drive that uses the PCIe 3.0 or 4.0 um, insert instead of uh, SATA. Uh, so that's that's the one to actually look at if you're actually really wanting uh, a new SSD drive. Now it is one of the faster ones out there because of where it's being put. Now the PCIe Gen 3x4 bus um, has a pretty big bandwidth, so basically it writes a lot more than what you say what your SATA would write. Um, so it achieves a sequential read performance of 2,800 uh, megabytes per second and a write for uh, 1,550 megabytes per second as well. Um, and then the IOPS is 30,000 to 2,270,000, uh, sorry, 300,000 to uh, 270,000 respectively. Uh, that's input output uh, system. So basically it's more for your monitors and your 4Ks. If you're wondering what it does that mean, there you go. That's all for it. Now it's in the same ballpark as the Samsung 960 Evo, which is a pretty uh, expensive but pretty fast SSD as well. Same setup where it goes into your PCIe slot as well, but the PNY um, SSD is actually a little bit more expensive than uh, the Samsung, so I'll go with the Samsung. Uh, so for right now, uh, the 240 gig is 180 and the 300, I mean the 480 gig is $330. Respectively, the Samsung 960 Evo SSD is 130 with 250 gigs, so it's $50 less and you get an extra 10 gigs with it. Also, it's 250 for 500 gigs as opposed to 480 and $333. I would go to the Samsung because they're priced a lot better. I mean, it may be a little bit of a different speed output, but for the amount of money that you're spending for it, you're probably not going to notice that much. Even though it's, I mean, it's a nice foray into with the PY, the PNY uh, company, but you priced yourselves out. Sorry. All right, do you still play Postal? And if you're wondering what Postal is, well. It was a controversial game that came out in the late 90s. It was basically it was in the basically the craze of going postal and so you could go postal on anybody. It was a very dark and eerie type of game. It was an isometric so top-down looking game and it got a lot of ire from 
politicians and parents and gaming critics and gamers loved it. Uh, it kind of put Running With Scissors on the map. And so they came out with Postal 2, which did a pretty good job, and then Postal 3 just didn't do very well. However, Running With Scissors has updated it for the past 19 years. That's right. They've done it for 19 years. But now they are basically allowing it to be open source so the fans can keep on updating it and keep on, you know, continuing the tradition of Postal and making it better and better even with the very low-res graphics from 1997, which I think is great. I think it's great that the developers like, here you go, here's the here's the reins to our, um, our source code. Enjoy. Do what you want with it. Hopefully you maintain it really well because it's our baby, but now it's yours because we're letting it go. We're letting our baby go. Uh, but it took him 20 years to actually do that, so, I mean, better late than never, I guess. Um, so, hmm, well... No. Well, I mean, that's, that's what it is. I never really played the first one. I knew about it, but I never really played it. Um, I was in seventh grade when it actually came out. Um, but, like I said, uh, it's not for everybody. So, if, you're, if you don't really like the dark, eerie type games of just shooting everybody, I would not recommend actually getting it because you will be very heartbroken and probably disappointed at the same time. But, anyways, moving on to Star Citizen. That's right. The... Uh, ever ongoing development of this very big ambitious game that no one thinks is ever going to come out. I actually do think it's still going to come out. Well, it made news a couple days ago by saying, hey, we're switching uh, game engines. But that's not really what it was. There was, they didn't ever switch any game engines whatsoever. So there's that. Um, but it's. It was an interesting thing. So they originally were on the gaming engine for Crytek or the Crisis engine. Um, Crytek engine, Crytek is what it's actually called. Uh, I don't really know what version it was on. But um, it eventually just, uh, since Crytek hasn't really been doing very well, I think uh, Star Citizen or Cloud Emporium Games decided to switch. But the thing is, is that Lumberyard, which is owned by Amazon or Amazon's own gaming engine, is kind of a fork or a spin-off of the Crytek engine anyway. So when they said, we're moving to a new engine, it really wasn't that true. They were just moving over to uh, their type of one that was basically in the same vein of their game already. Um, so I don't really understand like the big whole hubbub of like, oh, they're never going to finish now. No, they're just trying to change. It's just a minor change uh, to probably a better supported engine now because I don't think... Uh, Crytek can actually support new engine updates, kind of like un unlike um, the Unreal Engine. Uh, I don't think they can actually do that. So this should be an interesting, um, just kind of an interesting thing that's going to that's going to be happening. But um, I do hope for the best. I do still hope Star Citizen actually comes out and is actually going to be a good game. Uh, it could or could not. You never really know with these, especially when they have long development cycles. That's another one of those um, kind of tricky things. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see if it actually does a good job or if it actually doesn't. Could very well not do a good job. <laughs> you never really know with these things. Uh, but moving on, so it looks like Windows 10 is actually going to be getting a quote-unquote game mode option. That's right. Basically what this is, that there is an, a, this type of option on the Xbox where it allows um, 
allows the system to run games a lot better, which basically makes a lot of other um, resources or utilities or program run minimally. So basically you won't have an uninterrupted, very slow game or less likely to have that as well. Now, someone was looking through um, kind of the code and saw this as a gaming option. This is only in the creator update uh, build 14.99.7. Uh, so it's called gamingcode.dll. Uh, so right now it's kind of speculation they're going to do this. We don't really know if this is going to be just for uh, Windows kind of gaming um, side of it or if it's going to be for everybody, even the third-party ones like Steam, Origin, and Uplay. But it's there. There's rumors. People have been digging around for it. So it should be interesting to see what's actually going to come about of this or if anything's going to come about of this whatsoever. All right. So um, Day of Infamy. Infamy. Said that right? Um has been in early access, well, since it kind of was announced in like 2014, 2015. Um, it's been in, in its early access phase where it's like, hey, we're making this game, so buy it and try it out. And if you don't like it, well, whatever. Um, but it it's finally actually out of, uh, it's in its early access beta, or it enters in its early access beta. Whatever that really means, it's just early access. These scenes, these titles seem very arbitrary, but it looks like a very interesting game in general. The, to me, the graphics don't look as good, but that doesn't actually make or break the game in general. Because uh, as we all know, graphics do not make the game. Sometimes the graphics can just be the best part of the game, and the rest of the game actually sucks. So if you're looking for a little bit tougher uh, online shooter game that's not Battlefield or Call of Duty, this one could be it, or if you really want to look for um, kind of another game, um, you have uh, Rainbow Six Siege. That's also another great one as well. Uh, but yeah, so it is. It's in its early access beta now, so that means that it's gone from the alpha to the beta. It's kind of really arbitrary right now, to be honest with you. There are probably still going to be bugs, so if you really don't want to deal with all that stuff, I would wait until the full release of the game, so you don't have to deal with all that other fun things that are going on with it. Alright, so Valve uh, was hit with a 2.1 million dollar fine or about 3 million uh, in Australian money um, from the Australian courts over Steam refunds. Now Steam actually has changed its kind of refund policy to actually allow for refunds for any reason whatsoever. Uh, within a certain time frame, but at the time when um, uh, one of the the AC A triple C was looking into it, they didn't actually have anything about that. So they're actually going after that now. The judge wasn't really too uh, keen on it and kind of said, "Well, great, you have it now, but I mean, you didn't really seem to care about it before. So we're going to fine you. We're going to fine you quite a bit." Um, but it. The, the law on the Australian side of it kind of seems a little wonky because uh, it's now like if a game utterly fails, the customer can return it whenever he feels like it type of a thing. I'm kind of like, so you're going to have it for five years? Go back to the company and be like, it broke. And be like, you've had this for five years. You can't just return this and say it broke after five years. I don't know if there's any stipulations on that whatsoever. I haven't really looked into the law about it. But um, 
that is their law. It's it, it's kind of the bane of working globally. Uh, you have to work with whatever protection, consumer protection programs each country actually has, and they're all very different. They're all like the United States in general. Um, so this could be interesting to see if they'll actually if there could be an actual appeal for this. Um, but no, there actually will be. It, it looks like the judge was did not look favorably on Valve because Valve thought it was a United States states company so didn't really have to follow the rules and they're like no you still have to follow the rules follow the rules guys seriously follow the rules but yes so Val's hit with that yeah I'm pretty sure they can you know stomach 2.15 million dollars they make, they make millions of dollars just on their steam their winter sales so uh, I wouldn't be too upset about it at all all right if you didn't know today is the Amazon Thursday if you didn't know today's no, Friday, sorry. Today's Friday. I keep on getting the days mixed up. Today's Friday, so there is an Amazon 24-hour sale going on right now. Right now, it will end uh, 11.59 today, but there's going to be a whole bunch of sales, which I will get into a little bit further down, but just to let you know, there's a sale going on. Yes, it is going on, um, and then, eh, then it will be gone, but it's only for 24 hours, so one full day, so you haven't got it to it yet. You probably should right now. But I'm going to transfer into my best of 2016. That's right, 2016 is almost over. What? I can't believe it. It's almost gone. 2017, here we come. But 2016 had some great games, some, well, why'd you do that game, and some, yeah, they were all right games. These are my best of. So best of for first-person shooters is going to be uh, Battlefield 1 for me. That's right, everybody. Battlefield 1 is a very great game. I have enjoyed it. I like the War 1 um, feel to it. I like... Um, I just like the all-around different feel. Uh, it was just a really great launch. Um, even though the reward system or battle packs was kind of dumb and didn't really make much sense, uh, the rest of the game is actually pretty good and pretty stable. Um, some things need to be tweaked, but that's... Mm, that's that's with every game in general so I have no big qualms about it whatsoever um, and that is my uh, first person shooter best of or my my pick of the best first person shooter of 2016 now the best strategy game of 2016 is Civilization um, 5 so uh, I thought this was a really great game it was probably one of the best of the Civilization series. It added so much value to uh, what was already kind of laid upon it. Oh, sorry, it was Civilization 6. I should probably, I don't know why I said 5. I kind of get mixed up with the numbers. But Civilization 6, let me go back and say that. The reason why I like Civilization 6 is because it added so much to the original formula with different city, uh, with different like ways you could build up the city from like military uh, political uh, the kind of AI was a little bit better um, just having kind of like people a little grouped up a little bit more into one hexagon as well um, it was just a really all well and great game very little things I didn't like about it so as my pick for the best strategy game yes best strategy game now best um, RPG of 2000 16 would actually have to be uh, Witcher 3 Blood and Wine. I know Witcher 3 came out 
in 2015, but Blood and Wine came out in 2016, and it added quite a bit of content for about $20 for it. It added about 30 hours of content. The, the map was just as big as Valen in the base game. Um, it added a completely new area to it, very colorful, very um, night-centric, and very uh, French feel of it. Their love for wine, their love for women, their love for... Uh, being chivalrous and all this fun stuff um it was just it was just a really nice ending to a series since uh cd project red's probably not going to be doing it for quite a while so it's another sad tear type of a thing but it was it was i got it handed to them um i mean it was a close tie between that and um tyranny but tyranny i just didn't like the story as much Kind of wish they did a little bit better job of that, but that's my best one. Now, best action adventure game would have to be Dishonored 2. Um, even with its problems and performance problems, I still think it's one of the better games out there for uh, adventure. It had two protagonists this time, and they both had very different type of abilities, which is also a great thing as well. Emily had a very different type of um, abilities than Corvo did. Even though you could play, still play Corvo, you could also play her as well. Um, they also added the new game plus to it so it was just an all-around great game now best online game or online shooter game I should say is overwatch that's right I made oh I put overwatch on there and there's no denying that overwatch is a really good game uh, so it just it has a huge community there's a competitive uh, uh, mode for it there's also quick play there's also different types of arcade modes as well is a very well done, robust, uh, very stable game, stable at launch as well. Um, vast types of characters, no season pass whatsoever, and it's just it's just one of those it's just one of those great games that you have to pick up if you love first person shooter games. If you have not picked it up, I'm wondering why you haven't picked it up. Um, but yes, that is my um, online online uh, first-person shooter game of 2016. Um, also, uh, for it, the best mod, I would say, of 2016, I'm going to have to go with um, the the Sins of the Solar Empire uh, Thrawn's, uh, Thrawn's Ascendancy, the Star Wars one. Uh, really great game. Love that it, you can kind of, like, it totally recreates Star Wars into Sins of the Solar Empire Rebellion. So that's my pick for that one. Best uh, software you know you need of 2016 is Wallpaper Engine. That's right. I actually got this for $4 on Steam, and that's regular price. And you can change. It does multi-monitor configurations. You can choose if you want to do one different wallpaper for one, one different wallpaper for another. It'll do animated wallpapers. You can choose any video on YouTube or anything like that. Anything you want to with a URL, you can choose it. And that is actually pretty good, easy to set up, pretty amazing type of a thing. So that's my best of software you didn't know you need, but you actually needed 2016. All right, best sports game. I'm going to have to say Rocket League again. They keep on updating it, and it's just one of those really good games. If you have not picked it up yet, you probably should pick it up as well. Um, it's, just, it's just so many things I could say about it, but just so many hours wasted on that, so many great things about it. Um, it's just you just gotta try it out for yourself. I could talk about it all day, or you could actually you know pick it up on a Steam sale right now because there are quite a bit of Steam sales going on 
for that as well. So I would say if you're looking for something really great, pick it up. Uh, best kind of like best surprising shooter of the year, like something you didn't really expect to actually be pretty good. Space Hulk Deathwing. Now I'm I'm slowly getting through it. I know it's been taking me a little while. Sorry, the holidays and everything, but it's actually surprisingly a really good game. Um, solid game, hard game. Um, so if you love the four, uh, 40k uh, kind of series, this is the game to pick up. Um, you're kind of it's very um, you feel like a hulking space hulk, uh, but you also have very tight corridors and very big open spaces as well as you try to recapture a ship. Um, you have guns, you have weapons as well, from maces to swords to power fists and everything else. Um, so it's a really actually great game that you should actually pick up. It's actually not that expensive either, so um, I'd pick it up. Now, uh, best space sim game, it's going to have to be Elite Dangerous. Um, I would have put uh, No Man's Skies, but it didn't really have the best launch, and that's kind of a... Uh, kind of a bad thing. So Elite Dangerous, especially with the add-on pack when it came out in 2016, is my space sim game of 2016 as well. Horizon is actually called. Now, the most hyped game of 2016 is No Man's Skies. And it has to be, because it was so hyped. I was amped for it. Everybody was amped for it. We really wanted this to come out. It finally came out, and we're like, oh, maybe you should not have had it come out yet. Um, now, the great thing is, is that they actually did and they have been updating this, they have been supporting it quite well. Uh, and so I at least have to say that. Um, I think it's a really great game um, just for all the updates they've, they've given it as well. So there's that as well. Best remake, I would have to say, is uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim Special Edition. Um, they didn't really do too much to it, but they didn't really have to. They did do a lot more, a little, some little graphical tweaks that make it a little bit better. But it's probably one of the better games out there, especially it's very moddable as well. Um, so it's, it's it's just one of those games that you know is actually pretty good. Yeah, best games that you wish would have made it but actually didn't. I mean, this is a close tie between Battleborn and Titanfall 2, but I'm gonna give it to Titanfall 2 because it was it's the it's the most critically acclaimed shooter, and it just just didn't do so well because of EA's terrible timing. Um, so that's going to go to it. The the best game, the, the most critically acclaimed game of 2016 that didn't quite make it. Um, it's unfortunate because it actually is a pretty solid game. Um, if you like uh, like small matches, small uh, multiplayer matches with, um, with Titans or mechs, uh, this is the game for you. Uh, to, to actually get, to actually get. Now, um, I'm gonna do one that says the biggest, um, the biggest money suck of 2016. I'm gonna go with Total War Warhammer. I'm sorry, guys. I love your games, but seriously, you actually put a three dollar DLC that is blood and gore, which should have been an actual option. You put as you had to pay for it. You could even put the DLC as free, but no, you didn't. You have to you have to get people to buy it. Seriously, were you thinking about this before you actually did it? This is it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but yeah, it's the biggest biggest money waste. <laughs> it's still funny to me, to be honest with you. I I cannot believe that they actually did that. Oh man, oh man.
but yeah, um, that's my biggest. That's the biggest money waste of 2016. I'm sorry, guys. I love I love your Total War series, but that that was one of those games where I was just like, really? Did you really think about that? I don't think you thought about that one. And they didn't. They didn't think about it whatsoever. Um, but yeah, uh, I would say once again. Uh, what is the best gaming download uh, programs of 2016? Because this is part of gaming. I would actually say would be GOG. I actually do like GOG Galaxy quite a bit more than I like Steam. Steam has been around for a while, but it still feels a little old and clunky as it is. I know they've been updating ever so often, and it has the biggest library resources, but I think um, GOG's manager actually has a lot nicer features to it as well, so that's my pick for it. Um, now, a little bit more off gaming, but the best uh, webcam is going to have to say, even though the C922 uh, is pretty good, I would say the good old C920. If you really want to pick up a really good webcam for your uh, streaming, all your needs, this is the best one for you. Got a great microphone as well, um, so check that out. And that is the end of my top games of 2016. Now let's go on to the gaming deals. Alright, so like I said before, Amazon's having its 24-hour um, digital day sale for gaming, and there's a whole bunch of different ones out there, so I would go and look it through it. It's in the show notes below. Now for GOG, you have uh, Tropical 5, Dungeon 2, Wings, and more uh, up to 80% off, which is actually pretty good. So you can get Tropical 5 for $8.79? Yeah, 79 cents! Pretty good. You can get Judgments 2 for $10.49 and on and on. It's actually a lot of good, it's pretty good games there. So check it out. Green Man Gaming's got some great stuff as well. They have the Grand Theft Auto series or franchise um, 50% off or more. So that's pretty, it's a pretty good one. Uh, they also have Capcom games on sale as well. So you can pick up uh, Dead Rising for 15 bucks or Lost Planet 3 if you really like that game. I never really did. For $11.99 or Resident Evil Zero HD Remastered for $9.57. Oh boy, it's still Christmas. It's really hard to say no to some of these deals. You also have Best Sellers as well. So Dishonored is $38. Doom is $19. Skyrim Special Edition is $28 as well. Um, so you have that. You also have a uh, few other ones there as well. Um, I mean, check it out. Warhammer End Times is $9.79. You also have the Steam Winter Sale still going on until January 2nd. So I would get on that if you really want to pick up a game because deals are ending soon. There's a lot of good deals going on right now. But, I mean, I can't go through every one of them because there's just, there's just quite a bit. But I would definitely look through it, see if there's anything you actually like, and pick it up as soon as possible because if you don't, it's going to be gone, and you're going to have to wait for the next sale. And the next sale probably won't be for a big sale, I should say, for a little while. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. And that is the end of Gamers Cafe. Thank you for tuning in, guys. And as always, um, please subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Auto Radio, Acast, and so much more. Also follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, Facebook, Player Me, Player.me, um, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, uh, YouTube Gaming as well. I'm on there. 
Uh, also, Anchor, I'm trying to get actually back into that. Sorry, I haven't been doing a good job on that one. Also, uh, if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon and Podbean. I really appreciate it. Also, I have some great coffee mugs and t-shirts and a hoodie on my digital coffee store as well. So pick one up, show off your geekiness. All right, guys, join me on Saturday when I go through marketing news and marketing blend. Should be interesting because I'll talk about more about what to look ahead for in 2017 for all the marketing stuff. All right, guys, have a good rest of your weekend, and I will see you on Saturday. Later.